the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. And welcome back to another episode of No Buts About It. It is doubleheader Monday Night Football, new Monday Night Anthem Monday. That's right. We already have two Monday Night games coming up in week two. I don't know why, but what I am more excited about, and Trust might disagree with me here because his team is playing tonight, Chris Stapleton is singing the Monday Night Anthem. I don't think we've had a Monday Night Anthem since Hank Jr. sang it. Now we've got Chris Stapleton covering Phil Collins in the air tonight. We've got Santana on drums. She's going to be blaring that drum solo. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to have Snoop Dogg, who's going to be throwing some fresh lyrics in there, I hear. So uh, I think this is definitely going to be an awesome anthem. And Carrie Underwood might have some competition. She might have to step her game up on Sunday Night Football. Chris is coming in there with Snoop D-O-double-G, and he's gonna, they're going to spice it up. I like to hear it. Did you, did you hear about the anthem? or is, um, I, I did, yeah. You, you sent me the link for it. I, I read about it. I mean, obviously, we don't have the anthem that we have been able to listen to, as far as I know. I didn't listen to it. I don't know. Uh, I watched have, the preview but... video. I it looks I didn't, nice. I, didn't, I like I didn't it. Watch the preview. Yeah. So all I know is I read the article that you sent. I didn't listen, watch any videos or anything today, but um, still very excited. Still very excited to hear what that one's going to be all about. You know, get us excited for some Monday Night Football. So it's always nice to hear a new anthem to get us all excited and hyped, whether your team is playing or not. Because don't get me wrong, like if tonight the Steelers weren't playing, I'd probably still be a little excited. I mean, I was super excited when um. The Lions played the Chiefs. Granted, it was week one, but it's still, like, exciting times for football, you know? Always is. Yep. Those night games. So, yesterday, as I gazed upon the TV, I looked and I said, there's a chance. The Bengals could beat the Ravens. T. Higgins was having a big game. Joe Mixon looked good. Our O-line only allowed one sack. Thanks a lot, Jonah Williams. And we were, we were playing decent. And I hate to say it, I've, I've got to say it, though. Like, Bengals fans, chill out. Like, first of all, chill out because you're going to hate what I'm going to say next. I've already seen all of the posts on X. Everyone's saying Zach Taylor needs to be fired. We've got the defense is trash. We've got Jamar is trash. I've heard it all. But the biggest thing, big surprise that I heard, was Joe Burrow sucks. There are there were reports that fans were hearing from the stadium. They were saying, uh, apparently uh, some people were saying Andy Dalton is better than Joe Burrow and that we'd be better off with Andy Dalton right now. Guys, oh, that's, that's guys, guys, okay. I understand we're starting 0-2. and two. I understand week one was not good. I understand week two wasn't great. But we've been here before. We know what this team is capable of. Trust the process. And I get why people are scared. I get why people are scared. Joe Burrow, his calf strain, he re-hurt that, might be out for a little bit. We don't know yet. That's still up in the air. However, last year we got obliterated by the Cooper Rush-led Cowboys in Week 2. The Bengals looked good yesterday for almost everything that looked bad in week one. Week one, 
the number the two chief complaints were Charlie Jones was a waste of a draft pick and that T Higgins didn't have any catches. T Higgins had an amazing game yesterday and Charlie Jones had a punt return for a touchdown. So, there we go. That's what we brought him in to do for now. His special teams be a returner. He brought us a touchdown. Now, two I've got some concerns too, and I'm talking. I'm not talking to Chuss right now. I'm talking to the Bengals fans. We have an issue at tight end. Irv Smith is not it right now. He has not impressed me. He's a problem. And the big one, Joe Burrow is not himself. Joe Burrow is not that guy right now. I need I need to see Joe Burrow be that guy again. And I went and rewatched the game as much as it pained me. And there were a few instances where we could have won. And most of them were pretty, it was like, well, if this didn't happen, well, then this might have happened. The Bengals were down, and they had a great drive going. They got to about the two-yard line, and they're in the red zone. Joe Burrow throws a pass, and Geno Stone made a great play on the ball. I'll give him that. Joe Burrow should have seen him, though. He was shadowing all day. And normally Joe would have seen that throw. He missed it. It's intercepted. It becomes a 10-point swing. I think that's where we lost the game. I think if you are the Cincinnati Bengals and you want to pick one instant where you want to put blame on why we lost the game, it is Joe Burrow throwing that interception in the red zone. That's where we lost it. Um, you can blame Mixon, you can blame the O-line, you can blame the defense, you can blame whoever else you want. But in my opinion, ultimately Joe Burrow was the issue. And I'm, o- I'm okay with that because if there's anyone on the team who I trust to fix it, it's Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow will figure himself out. Now, if it's a physical injury, if it's his calf that's bothering him a ton, that's a separate issue. But if it's a mental game, Joe Burrow will fix it. And he is the one who I trust the most to do that. So, Chuss, I don't know if you watched the Ravens-Bengals game at all, but that's my reaction. I thought we improved a lot from week one. Joe Burrow's just a problem still. Yeah, I mean, I got to tune into it just because the two games that I got on TV this week since um, Monday Night Football would be the Steelers. Usually we would get the Steelers. For one o'clock games but yesterday we ended up getting the Bengals and the Ravens game as well as Seahawks and Lions um, kind of was tuning in and out between the both of them but I watched a lot more of the Ravens Bengals game just because it's, it's a divisional game so obviously you kind of want to see where everybody sits in the division um, I will say the Bengals did look a little concerning over these last two weeks however you guys only lost by what three points it was what 27 24 final yeah so I mean, for one, I will say a lot is improvement. A lot of improvement has been made, as you mentioned, from week one into week two. For one, Joe Burrow did actually throw a touchdown. I actually texted Josh about this. Joe Burrow was struggling at one point. He hadn't thrown a touchdown, and he was hurting me in fantasy football. <laughs> now that's like completely unrelated, but he was he was causing issues. And I will say that there are a lot of other quarterbacks that have been producing a lot more fantasy value and fantasy points than Joe Burrow has. But in my honest opinion, when it comes to the Bengals, I really don't think it's anything to be worried about, personally. I mean, and that's coming from a Steelers fan. Like, I don't think it's anything to, you know, be totally concerned about because you guys still have the same offense you guys did last year. You know, you still have Jamar Chase. You still got T. You still got Mixon. You still got Boyd. You know, your team is pretty much the same. It wasn't like you lost Chase in the offseason. It wasn't like you lost T in the offseason. You didn't lose anybody. You guys are still here. You guys are still fighting. And you guys lost. You guys were 0-2 last year, too. And you guys made a really good run. So just tread lightly with it because I don't really see why it's that big of an issue. Because, like, I get last year, like, I think – I don't know how badly you guys lost to the Cowboys. I know you only – we only beat you guys last year week one by, like, three points. So – and that was in overtime. So I don't know how badly you lost. I thought it was only, like, three or six points. But – I don't think it's entirely anything to be concerned about. Um, We're going to see what Cleveland's like tonight, obviously, with the Steelers game. We'll get into that later, but we'll see if Cleveland's actually, like, legit. Maybe it's just Joe Burrow struggling with the injury and stuff. Or, you know, there there could be a lot of different things 
going on with like Cleveland being really good, but I still think the game was winnable. And go figure. I mean, granted, you know, Baltimore, you know, might be uh, might be a little better than they were last year, but maybe Cincinnati once they get hot at the right time when they go back into Baltimore. You know, you guys will win the game. I don't know. It kind of distracts me why you popped this up. What is? I, I popped this up because I want you to watch this. Have you seen this I, yet? No, I, I have not. Okay. Probably so not. I'm going to start this. This was the penalty. Was this, was this was this one of the bad calls that you said? This, this, is, something? this is one of the ones where it was like, okay, I could see where this could have had the Bengals winning, but it, we don't know what would have happened afterwards. Lamar got sacked on this play. So this is Cam Taylor Britt. This is Odell Beckham Jr. So watch the play here. This one that we didn't see from up here. Did you see? Let's see if I can get it in frame. Look what uh, look where Odell's arm is. You see him pulling yeah. CTB down. Now, so yeah, we've got that. So. We've got that. Now let's look. Watch this ref. Where's this ref looking? Not at the play, right? Not over here. He's, no, he's, he's looking yeah. way over here. Now watch when he throws the flag. He looks over after they're up, and then he throws the flag. What? How do? How do you do that? <laughs> Dude's not even paying attention. Let's let's look th- look at that again. He looks over after they've already stood up to throw the flag. That dude needs to be investigated. I mean, what do you see there? I think he needs to be investigated. I'm not saying that would have won us the game, but how do you call that? I mean, it, what what was the call for? Like, they said what, illegal what touching. It... Okay. Um, odd, but I feel like yeah, I, I don't know. It, it does it does make you wonder because it just feels like you know, like you said he wasn't really paying attention, and then he just kind of threw it in and being like, oh yeah, illegal touching, like. If I was a referee and I saw that happen, like as he was coming down, it would have been it would have been a flag, regardless regardless of what side you know it would have been more directed towards. But like obviously he didn't see the. Stan- I stand that. with Cam Taylor Britt. Odell got yeah, away I with mean, one. I mean, remember though. I mean, they they love their golden boys, and you know right now no. like uh, they they I don't know. I feel like sometimes they do have it out for Joe Burrow. I feel like they do sometimes because. And, and like that, like genuinely, because like the reason is, is because I think last year kind of said a lot because I, I was even talking about this um, not too long ago with like the Steelers too. the Steelers, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to add an extra game to Thursday night football and the Steelers were against it. So the freaking NFL decided to give us like three or two or three Thursday night <laughs> games this year because we disapproved of it so i mean like the nfl is always out for certain people i feel like so like in this instance like you know we're like oh yeah you know it's you're more prone to injury when you're playing on sunday and then you have to play thursday so now we get all these thursday night we have two thursday night games this year it's it's a whole thing that's not for now but but like nonetheless like i feel like they have it out for him because i remember last year weren't they trying to do like a neutral zone site game last year? And then like Joe Burrow was like, Oh yeah, better get them refunds or whatever. Yeah. Cause I, they, you know, that had to drive the NFL nuts. They were selling you know tickets they were for the so chiefs mad. bills, AFC championship game before the Bengals <laughs> bills game even happened. That's why I, I think they do have it out for Joe Burrow in a way. I mean, I'm not saying that entirely because like, I mean, that could be like a really you, like far. You opinion, said that, but it you does, said it. it, it does. It does make you wonder though, because it's like, I feel like they do have it more for certain players and teams than they do. Cause like they, they love Baltimore. Come on they're They, they, you know, it's, it's, it, there's, there's a lot to it. I can see why they, they're doing it. Cause they, they don't, they don't like Joey B. They don't so, like, and that's, I mean, they, there's a lot of quarterbacks. We, we've had our fair share of issues in the past. I mean, we've seen referees. I, I still have that stupid picture on my phone somewhere. I think it's still in my favorites. It might be my first ever photo that I ever liked <laughs> on my phone ever. And it, it was – I don't know if I still have it or not. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, January 26, 2019, the referee was looking at a clear pass interference for the Rams and Saints. And and I know you remember that. Yeah. And, yeah. like, there's a picture of it literally right here. I know you guys can't see it. But, my goodness, it literally shows him looking right at it, and they didn't call pass interference or whatever it was. Probably the same ref. Yeah, it probably was. I mean, go figure. I mean, what, what, you know, I mean, it's just like – Staring right at him, staring right mm-hmm. at the play. I mean, some of these refs need to like 
you know, figure figure it out. Because, like, some of these plays, like, some of these calls that they've been making, like, over time, like, some of them are good. Like, obviously, it's like, yeah, that's clear. But, like, like we mentioned it even, like, two weeks ago with the, the freaking Chiefs and Lions game. Dude was offsides, like, 90% of the time. Jawan and they Taylor. only called it – yeah, he, they called it once or, like, twice. It's the maybe. Lions job to call it out. Yeah, it's like so <laughs> it's like oh for crying out loud. It, it just it's like it, you know, I don't know. The referees just I don't know. I feel like they're getting a little bit more and more shady as years go on, but also I feel like there's always been issues with it because I mean, even um in the Super Bowl when the Steelers were playing the Seahawks, there was a lot of Seahawks fans that were really upset with a lot of those calls too. So, I mean, that was back in 05. So, I mean, I don't think the referees have always ever been neutral. I always feel like they're always siding one or the other, whether it's your team or the other team. It's it's just and I think in this case, you just got the bad end of the stick, and they just wanted to see Baltimore at the top of the division Whoa. because they love Baltimore and Odell Beckham Jr. and Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson is so awesome, and that's, he runs a lot. I don't know. I, I just... We got to move on. Thank you, Joe Goodberry, for posting that on X and making it easy to find. Um, thank you, Chuss, for saying that the bang, that the NFL has it out for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Hey, that listen, man. Means a lot I'm coming from is, <laughs> Hey, listen, man. I, I will say this. I mean, I, I don't like Vontez Burfick, but he's not on your team anymore. So <laughs> that would. So I mean, like that's why I didn't like the Bengals for a, for a while. But as as time moves on, out of the a, three AFC teams, I feel like I hate the Bengals the least. So I will support you guys, but I still hate Cleveland the most. So screw Cleveland. I don't, I don't like you, and that, and that goes besides the point of Monday Night Football tonight. It's just, it's just been forever. Let's, you don't, I, I, I don't like the Browns. Let's so. move on so that we can get into Monday Night Football. I was not able, I was only able to watch a handful of games yesterday because of Red Zone being super expensive and me not wanting to pay for it. Second game I was able to watch. I'm not even going to call it a game. It was the execution of Zach Wilson. All week we've heard, can Zach Wilson fill in for Aaron Rodgers? Is he going to be that guy? Are they going to make it to the playoffs? Adam Schefter reported that Aaron Rodgers thinks there's a good chance he's going to be back in time for the playoff. Everyone immediately responded to that saying Aaron Rodgers is nuts. There's no way he's going to be back in time for the playoffs. But after last night, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs if Zach Wilson is all they've got. I mean, granted, Dallas has a phenomenal defense, but it was like – watching them it was dan quinn was having a heyday he was like how can we make zach wilson's life a living hell for the next 60 minutes and then proceeded to just throw everything at him he he had micah lining up everywhere all over the field he had demarcus lawrence lining up all over the field he could do whatever he wanted and there was nothing the jets could do to stop it garrett wilson got a huge touchdown at one point um that was something and then uh, CeeDee Lamb got shut down for exactly one pass that they actually put Sauce Gardner on him. Um, you'd think you would do that more often, but apparently they decided not to. And then between Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, they had eight carries. Brees Hall had four. He had a total of nine yards the entire game. Why? I don't know. I, I know you don't know the answer. I don't think anyone knows the answer to that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you – you just brought in Dalvin Cook, presumably to help Brees Hall. But Brees Hall wants touches. Brees Hall is dynamic. He's arguably your most dynamic offensive player at this point. If uh, Zach Wilson is having to be the one to throw to Garrett Wilson, that kind of limits Garrett Wilson a little bit. Um, I would think you would run the ball more, even though Dallas has a phenomenal – everything on defense but good defense it was a terrible terrible game to watch it was it was just it was a murder it was a bloodbath i mean yeah i mean i only caught like parts of it but i i i know stan's gonna be upset that i say this and probably a lot of jets fans out there but i really don't think your your jets are gonna be making the playoffs at at this rate currently that the jets are playing i mean zach wilson i just i was never high on him too uh, too much i even mentioned it in my video last week you don't want to pick up zach wilson in fantasy 
And if that's the case scenario, that means that he's not going to be that consistent. And I never thought that he was going to be that consistent because we saw how inconsistent he was last season. I mean, they played freaking quarterback car- like carousel over there last year. So, I mean, they, I mean that could happen again this year. I mean, I hate to say it, but they might they might pull like a random thing out of their butts or whatever and just be like, oh, you know what? We're just going to decide to bring in Bailey Zappi or something. It's just going to be something <laughs> random like that. And they're just going to be like, yes, we're going to run with this quarterback. And then they're just going to do that whole carousel thing again. Because Let somebody cook. They, yeah, I mean, it's going to turn to that. I mean, right now we haven't seen that happen yet because most of the time it's just been injuries. I mean, because, like, you know, AR has been hurt. Minshew gone on in, has gone in both games now. But, like, I don't consider that a carousel because that's just injury-based. But it'll be really interesting to see what the Jets do because this past game was not a good look for Zach Wilson. Granted, like I said, it was the Cowboys. But, I mean, the Jets next week play – um they play the patriots i believe and yeah they play the patriots so they play the patriots at home next sunday does make you wonder how they're gonna do i mean the patriots do still have an okay defense even though miami just managed to find a way to not let them do anything on defense in the first half so um yeah i mean we'll see what happens with new england next week and in, in the jets but if new england shuts them down in New York, not a good look for Zach Wilson. I will say that. May may make uh, the Jets organization reconsider. But, hey, you know what? Uh, what what do I have to say about that? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to see Wilson get a chance, but also I think he's gotten enough chances now that we, we know that he's just a certified backup at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, it was a sad game. And – you brought up AR. He looked really good. He's got a possible concussion right now, but he yeah. looked like he could make a good running for rookie of the year, given the quarterback like kind of bonus with that award. And uh, CJ Stroud didn't really impress me during that game, but Anthony Richardson, he might be the new guy in Indianapolis. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I mean, it's week two. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Anything can happen, and it was Houston, but. AR does look promising. <laughs> he looked I really good. I, I, I just say that always because you don't want to get too excited because when you get too overexcited, something always hits the fan. But, but in my... this case, he does look promising. I will say that. He does as look, much he does crap look as okay. we've given him on this show. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I... it's kind of funny because I wanted him to prove me wrong. And out of the three quarterbacks, I thought um, Bryce Young would have been the best. I mean, he hasn't. He only played one game. He's playing tonight against New Orleans tonight at 7:15 p.m. So we'll know a little bit more about how Bryce Young plays going into tonight as well, because we only saw him in one game. But AR, I mean, last week he had like 20 points in fantasy. This week he had like about 20, 22 points in fantasy, which is more than Joe Burrow has had. Which, and I hate to, <laughs> I hate to call that out, but I mean, hey, you know what? I mean, go figure. AR. AR was cooking, you know, he had two rushing touchdowns. Now, I do want to see him throw a little bit more, though. I do want to see him not get those rushing touchdowns. He is kind of replicating a, uh, like a, a uh, Kenny Pickett rookie year thing where he would rush a lot. I mean, in that Jets game last year, he had two rushing touchdowns. I do want to see him throw a little bit more, but I do think AR has all the potential because everyone's talking about the cannon of the arm he has, and I haven't seen too many plays with it, but I'm hoping that we see it in the next couple of weeks for the Colts. But this is a very promising step a step for the Colts. But let's just hope that they can actually build an O-line around him so he doesn't end up like Andrew Luck, who retires when he's 27, because this dude is already on concussion protocol and it's week two. I think what Colts fans should be excited about is the big question was, can Michael Pittman Jr. and AR come up with some chemistry, especially going into a contract year for Michael Pittman Jr.? He was drafted in 2020. And I think the answer to that, was very quickly a resounding yes. Michael Pittman Jr. and uh, AR have looked very good together. Very fun. Um, I'd like to see them against maybe the Jaguars' defense is pretty good. Uh, Texans' defense isn't really anything. Uh, Both are divisional games. I want to see how he does outside of the division, and I want to see if that relationship can survive that in some of these elite defenses that the NFL has. So, um, somebody at your door, Josh. Yeah, the the Walmart uh, people just dropped off my nacho cheese for tonight. 
Oh. Yeah, you know, Mon- mm-hmm. Monday Night Football. Yeah, Monday Night Nachos. <laughs> um, but no, I think AR has a lot of promise. I think Michael Pittman Jr. has a lot of promise. And if somehow, I don't know if this is possible, I don't know what the relationships are like behind closed doors, but if Jonathan Taylor comes back and is able to get on the field again, we might have a team could, down there in Indianapolis. I don't, I don't want to overreact or anything, but but I mean, the Colts are what? What? They're one and one, or are they two and zero? Oh? Uh, they're one and one, I believe. They're one and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had Gardner going, and they were, yeah, I remember. Okay, so, but the reason, the reason that, that that's that's good though. One and one. I mean, it's not not the best start you could have. Obviously, two and zero oh is always what you're looking for. Um, but for a team like the Colts, I feel like one and one is pretty promising. And I mean, heck, I mean, you only need seven more wins and, you know, you've got yourself eight wins, which honestly, if you can finish eight and nine this season, <laughs> like that's great for Indianapolis. Like, uh, go, but go figure though. I mean, you guys are st- like, I mean, like, I hate to say it like that. And I know you're laughing at me, but listen, <laughs> if I was in the boat of the Indianapolis Colts, I would be happy with an eight and nine season. But obviously, anything more than that is great. But like, if you can finish nine and eight, eight and nine, you know, something like that after the train wrecks of seasons that we've had, that you've had in Indianapolis over the last couple of years without Andrew Luck there, I, I think that it's, I think it'll be good for them. I think, I think it'll be good. I, I do. I mean, I, I think, it, I think it shows promise though, because then at that point, it shows that Anthony Richardson can win games. So, and then all you do is you, you tank for a good draft pick. You get, you get somebody good on offense or defense, probably an O lineman. Or maybe it's somebody on defense that's going to, like, kill it. And the next thing you know, you're building a new team. Wow. The Indianapolis Colts <laughs> starring Anthony Richardson in the quarterback field. I mean, come on. You, it's you not that. Exciting. No, no, it's not. The Indianapolis Colts being good isn't what I'm laughing at. I'm just so tired that my brain, like, slowly processed what you said. I've been up since 2 a.m. for those who don't know my work schedule. I very slowly process you saying they have one win. All you need is seven more than you have eight. And my brain just like on a, had like a mental chalkboard of you like drawing one plus seven equals eight. Okay. Well, that's not what I was doing. I I was (laughs) saying you only need seven more to get eight because I mean, usually when a team finishes eight, nine or nine and eight or something like that, it, it means you had like, a pretty average season. Now, granted, there is no 500 anymore, but it, it, for me, it shows that, like, okay, this team finished 8-9, there's some promise there. Mm-hmm. If they finish 9-8, and eight, they're like, okay, well, there's, you know, they were only, you know, one more win away from, you know, getting that 10-7, and seven, which could have been a wild card spot. You know, an 8-9, same thing, you're only two away. So it, it shows a lot of promise. That's why I said you're only seven wins away from being – at eight wins now granted i'm not expecting them to win the next seven but i mean there's show promise in indianapolis i don't need you uh assuming that i don't know math i no, did i no. did do okay on my math quiz yesterday no, i got you evening, i got you so. i knew what you were saying it was just my brain my brain's on a slow processor right now we got like one megabyte per second going here yeah clearly um, you're, you're running like a 1984 friggin Mac- macatog or whatever oh we're running like a lennox or something um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if they, in 1984 had Macintoshes. I don't, I don't think know they that did, was. but like, no. We'll just say it was a 1984 Macintosh because at that point it probably would have been slower than the first release of the Macintosh. <laughs> no. I'm not that stupid. I just I don't know. I I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. My so like that, okay. you, <laughs> the game, we can, we talked about the Colts. Yeah. I just I just rewatched the. Commanders Broncos game and it made me mad because I okay. wish I wish that that was the game that was on my TV instead of the execution murder of Zach Wilson. Yeah, this I'm game sure was so good. Yeah. It was good on double speed. With Russell Wilson was cooking. Watching it, dude. Russell Wilson was cooking. Sam Howell was cooking. Terry McLaurin was cooking. Mims Jr. was cooking, not Denzel. This other guy who I've I've never even heard of is Martin, I think. Something Mims. <laughs> somebody, yeah, he had two somebody. he had two big plays. Oh my gosh. This is the Russell Wilson that the Broncos thought they were signing up for last year. 
He had a 60-yard touchdown pass to Mims. He had a Hail Mary at the end of the game, which it ended up they not – caught it. It ended up not – not only did they catch it, it didn't make it to the end zone. And I told, I told my dad as he threw it, I was like, it's not going to make it to the end zone. Well, I was wrong because – it bounced off the helmet of the commander's player, bounced off the hands of a Broncos player, and like did two more bounces off people and landed in the arms of a guy that was standing in the end zone. Now it didn't matter because there was the two point conversion didn't get converted, and uh, there was probably some pi on that play to be honest, but it didn't get called, so Commanders ended up winning. But you know what? I if I'm the Broncos, I'm okay with that because. They fought hard, and compared to last year being a meme the entire season, Russell Wilson looked good. Russell Wilson looked good. Sam Howell looked good. I th- This might be another team. Can't believe I'm saying it. I think the commanders might have found their guy. I, and he I was think on the, so. He was on the bench last year. I mean, I, I, I like Sam Howell. I do. I really do. Sam Howell is special. I, I do. I, I like him a lot. I mean, I think I think he is going to be a really good player for Washington. I mean, but even like with Denver, I know they were talking about like Russ Wilson and stuff like that. I mean, last year was a meme, but like go figure. The Broncos have only lost by single digits, like less than three points in both losses over the last two weeks. They lost the Raiders by one. They lost the Commanders by two. These are not huge losses. They are heartbreaking losses for the Broncos. But it's not one of those things where it's concerns. It's not like you're losing 37-10. Mm-hmm. Like, ripped Jets fans over there. I feel like Stan is probably very upset right now. But that's besides the point. The point I'm making is that I, I do, for one, think Washington found their guy. And I think Russell Wilson's finally coming into his own in Denver. And it does make you have hope because, obviously, like, as – you know, for Broncos fans, they want Russell Wilson to do good because obviously that's their quarterback. I mean, the Jets wanted Rodgers to do good. Obviously, he got hurt. But nonetheless, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But Sam Howell, I'm a really big Sam Howell. I, I mean, he came I in was, the same, you know. I was very impressed with Sam Howell. He threw some passes that he threw them, and I was like, that was a dumb throw, but he threaded the needle. Mm-hmm. He stayed in the pocket. He stayed upright. He stayed poised. He had some good, smart throws. He knew when to get rid of the ball and not force a play. Um, I think I think this might be the best quarterback that they've had since Kirk Cousins. Really? Yeah. Or maybe maybe I mean if you want to R- count RG RG three. Nah. If you want to count Alex Smith coming back, okay. Not I mean, I was just going to say, because, like, yeah, I mean, who was the quarterback that took them into the first playoff game against Tampa? Was that Heineke that had to lead the charge for that one? Heineke, yeah. But I mean, because, I, I, I think... mean, like, the only one that I really, like, accurately remember, like, oh, my gosh, Washington's legit. It just felt like um, that was the year of uh, RG3 was when RG3 went in. But, I, I mean, just... Kirk was pretty good, too. I think Kirk, Kirk was a little bit it was better a, than RG3. You know, thinking about that now, for, for some reason, it's just like a fever dream to me. Like, I can't I can't imagine Kirk Cousins in, like, uh, well, then Redskins jersey. I can't really imagine him in, like, Redskins colors anymore. I've only like ever that? seen him in Vikings. You like what? that? What? You, you, you know that. Do you not remember that game? That playoff game? They. I don't know what you're talking they about. Weren't like, supposed like to, the Redskins like weren't supposed to win the playoff game. And they won, and Kirk Cousins ran in the locker room, and he pointed to the he was pointing at the camera, and he goes, "You like that? You like that?" It became my oh, I well, yeah, but but you just started saying that. I, yeah, I, you. Yeah. It was so long ago, dude. I'm I'm. There's 2023. Dude, <laughs> have you seen the Madden auditions? The whole Madden Manning cast or not Madden Manning cast audition is just Kirk Cousins going, "You like that? You like that?" Then they've got Livy Dune, and they got they got all these other people in there. They got Reese Witherspoon. All right. Have you not you not seen that? Oh, I'm sending you those videos after we record. Okay. You haven't I, seen the Manning cast auditions? I, I don't know if I have or not. I feel like <laughs> it's, it's so random that you brought that up. I was it's, I was talking about I can't imagine myself seeing Kirk Cousins in a Redskins jersey because I've seen him in a Vikings jersey for so long over the last couple of years, and all it's ever been is Kirk Cousins in the Vikings for me. And then all of a sudden, you're, I just started hearing you go, you like that? You like that? I'm like, 
I don't know what you're talking like, Because whenever on. I think of Kirk Cousins, that's what I think of. Well, I don't even know what, like, freight, like, thing that I could, like, compare that to. But if I started, like, bringing up some, like, Steelers 2013, like, reference or something like that, you would have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, you would have no clue. And, like, because it would be just so out of, like, <laughs> out of the, like, so random. Like, it would be me literally being, like, like, you're being, like, yeah, you know, like, you're talking about, like, Kenny Pickett or something like that. And then I just mentioned something that, like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger or, like, Terry Bradshaw said or something like that, like, 15 years ago. I mean, it wasn't that long for Kirk, but, like, that'd be just, like, so random for me to be, like, ah, and you're, like, what are you talking about? You like that. You know? I mean, I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, but it had nothing to do with what I was talking about. Not entirely. It's just whatever. But Sam Howell, Sam Howell looked good. Yeah, Russell Sam Howell looked great. Sam yeah, Howell looked good. Russell Wilson looked good. That is the point of that. Now, on to Sunday Night Football, so that we actually have time to talk about Monday Night Football. It's, oh, yeah. Sunday Night Football. Dolphins versus the Patriots. And the Dolphins came in. And they were like, we're going to win. And the Patriots were like, okay. And the Dolphins were like, we have multiple weapons. And the Patriots were like, we're going to shut down Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill was like, yeah, but not really because he still got a touchdown in 40 yards. Didn't have a 200-yard game like he did last week. But the Dolphins said, we still have Raheem Mostert. We've still got Jalen Waddell. We've got Braxton Berrios, who randomly became really good. Uh, Dolphins might be the team to beat in the AFC at this point. Um, I know the Chiefs are the Chiefs and the Bills are the Bills, but I don't know. The Chiefs didn't show me a whole lot the... yesterday when they won seventeen <laughs> nine over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I mean, yeah, I don't really the... see Mike McDaniel's and the Dolphins, man. Like that dude. Mike, I love he's, Mike McDaniel's. He's, he's such a goofball. I, I saw that video. He's just like he was like. They're like, oh, what do you what do you think of what's going? He's like, I didn't do anything. And then and then he was like, then he starts talking, and then he the cameraman starts jogging with him, and then he just sprints away. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just everywhere. It's so funny to me. I'm like, this guy's such a goofball, but I love it. And he's another one that whenever I think of him, I don't know if you'll remember this video, but whenever I think of Mike McDaniel's, I think of the video where it says like, this dude looks like someone who was left behind by their dad to coach for a week or something. And he's like playing um, I've seen, hip hop yeah, music, that. like bobbing through while yeah, everyone's doing push ups. That, yeah, that yeah, I've seen that before. I could see him being like cast in a Disney <laughs> Channel original movie about that exact plot. And I, I mean, he's got to be like some sort of fun coach. He's got to be like fun to work with because he just seems like he's just like a like a funny, entertaining guy, like monotone, mm-hmm. like kind of maybe a little bit of a jokester, like like a troll a little yeah. bit, like being like, oh yeah, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Like yeah. it's just like, and then he runs away. I feel like that's like <laughs> something that like me and my friends would do, and I like that. I mean, like because the typical like NFL coach is like, oh yeah, very professional, very like, yeah, I think I think we do good. Um, I think I think we need to you know keep you know, improving. Blah 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 blah. Then they just like walk away or whatever, like lightly jog or whatever. Like Mike, like McDaniel's really like brings like a new. A new light. He just makes it very goofball-y. He was like, know. I'm going to race the cameraman, and I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah, and he did, and he sprinted, and it was funny. It was and really the, funny. The Dolph- and, he had, and he just had a straight face when he did it, too. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that. He was just like, he just started running. It was crazy. It was it was awesome, though, but I loved it. I I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does. I mean, I do. I, I really good. I, like, I have a soft spot for Miami, like the Dolphins. I always have. So I just, I'm. They you looked know. so. They looked really good. I mean, they they do. They I mean, said they if you're gonna play. cover Tyreek, we'll just throw it to everyone else. And yeah. if you... and, and Mostert popped off yesterday. He's... I mean, shoot, Mostert yeah. popped off. Waddle got more targets than he did last week. Braxton Berrios, mm-hmm. who was drafted by the Patriots, went to the Jets and is now on the Dolphins. He's been on almost every AFC East team at this point. He had some touches. He had a game. I mean, the Dolphins are a very complete team. Tua looks good. There were some concerns with Tua coming back after he had an injury-riddled year last year. Tua looked fantastic. Patriots, Mac Jones looked good, but there's no playmakers on the Patriots' offense, in my opinion. There's no one who I'm like, okay, two-minute drill. We're going to get this guy, and we're going to get the ball to him as much as we can, and he's going to do it. I mean, who – 
Devontae Parker, I mean, Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, who Kendrick Bourne. Juju Smith-Schuster yeah, Juju. apparently is on there. Like, it's yeah. – no, I agree. I mean, like, your best player on that offense is probably arguably, like, Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, I feel like that's probably mm-hmm. arguably your best player. And, like, if that's, like, your only player on offense, like, you can't you can't just win with, like, Man. those – I mean, like, I'm not saying that they're, like, not good players, but, like, most teams have, like, a heavy hitter player. Mm-hmm. Um, and now are you can argue the same thing. It's like, oh, well, the Steelers don't. Well, it's young. They're young. So I, I don't know. I mean, Pickens. You, you don't. I mean, Pickens could be that guy. It's just you know we haven't seen enough of him. But I blame I blame Matt Canada for that. I don't really blame. <laughs> I don't blame Pickens or any of those guys for what is happening in the mess that is going on in Pittsburgh. But nonetheless, Miami is solid i like what i'm seeing from miami and honestly i really hope they make a run at it for the afc this year i really do i mean i think it'd be a lot of fun to watch the miami dolphins go up there um just because you know they're just a fun team to watch and like i said mike mcdaniels is very uh you know good guy to enjoy you know seeing in interviews because he's a funny guy miami is fast miami is sleek they got they're well put together. The players all seem to like being there. I think they are the team to beat in the AFC right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see as the season continues. Let's hope Miami can keep this uh, intensity going into the next couple of weeks. Obviously, it is only the first two weeks of the season, but it does give you a lot of hope, Miami fans. Fins right. up, baby. Fins up. For some reason, I follow Miami on or not. For some reason, I like I said, I do like Miami. So, but I follow Miami on Instagram and I'm in their broadcast channel. Mm. So called fins up. So randomly I'll just get random DMS from Miami about just different things going on. I'm like, Oh cool. Miami. Okay. So let's do this Monday night football after Chris Stapleton sings the new Monday night anthem. We're going to have the saints and the Panthers at seven 15 on think espn one of them's on espn one of them's on abc because primetime games are out the window okay uh i take saints and panthers is on espn so we've got Derek carr and the saints which that is a weird i was thinking about this last night i am not okay with Derek carr being on the saints because it is weird and he looked <laughs> He looked normal in the Raiders jersey. He had the like heavy metal vibe going. It my brain has not like comprehended that he is on the Saints yet. And it's weird because I've comprehended that Jimmy G is on the Raiders, so I don't know what happened to Derek Carr in my mind. I think he just kind of disappeared. So this is gonna be a weird game for me to watch. They're playing Bryce Young in the Panthers. Um, this is Bryce Young's second ever game. Uh, I mean there's there's not a lot. Neither of these teams is that good. We've got Hayden Hurst is about the best receiver. I mean, he's a tight end, but he's like the big name that I know from his time with the Bengals. Um, I don't know. Maybe Adam, Adam Thielen's good, but I don't know if Bryce Young's that good. Chuba Hubbard's their running back. They've got a Von Bell's. And Justin Houston are there on defense. Then even on the other side, you've got Derek Carr throwing to Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Uh, same thing with defense. You've got two. You got Marshawn Lattimore. You've got Marcus May and Tyron Matthew. But Tyron Matthew's kind of not who he used to be anymore. So this isn't a game where I'm like, this is a clear clear winner. Um, and I feel like I think the only thing. Um, that would be like like i think the only thing that um is like you know enjoyable about this game is that it's like you know a rivalry game since it's the saints and the panthers um because it could go either way but i mean first game of the season panthers lost 24 to 10 to the falcons first game of the season saints win 16 to 15 over the titans it's not like these teams are like that heavy hitters of teams. I feel like this game is not a super awesome primetime Monday night football game. I feel like it's going to be a very, very slow Monday night football game, you know? Um, I, I don't know, though, but I'm not watching it. I'm wa- I'm going to watch it, but I can't say that I'm excited to watch it, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, I'm going to pick the Saints to win 
only because Derek Carr is a veteran. Like, literally, that, that's yeah. it. I, I have no – Bryce Young hasn't shown me anything to think that he's going to be amazing his rookie year. And I know Derek yeah. Carr isn't amazing, isn't like an elite quarterback or anything, but he's got the veteran experience, so I'll take that, and I'll go with the Saints. I don't know. Who do, who do you think can take it? Um, I was probably also going to say uh, New Orleans. So I think – I mean, granted, they are in Carolina, so that could also have a factor into this game. But I don't know. I feel like, you know, like you said, the veteran quarterback presence in New Orleans, I feel like, you know, in Carolina, I feel like they're still working up, you know, the Kings with Bryce Young. You know, he's just starting out and whatnot. But it does it does bring up some concern in Carolina. But, I mean, I feel like the game could go either way. I'm going to pick New Orleans, but I think it's not going to be that high-scoring of a game. It's probably going to be, like, a close game, and it's probably going to be, like, a what 20 to 16 game maybe i don't know i feel like carolina is going to kick a lot of field goals i feel like it's going to be touchdown field goal field goal field goal and i think Derek carr will probably get you know touchdown field goal touchdown field goal at points i i think i don't think there's going to be any like huge defensive like pick sixes or fumble recoveries scoop sixes i think it's just going to be a straight offense i think there's going to be turnovers but I just don't think it's going to be anything like that. I think that's how it's going to go. I think it's going to be like a 2016 final. It's going to be like a really odd score. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I don't think Bryce Young. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a divisional game. We'll see what happens. It's prime time. You know, you got a young Bryce Young quarterback in there. See what happens. Okay. Now I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let you lead this this next game. This is well, all you. So. Uh, an hour later, there will be another game going on, and it is going to be the Browns coming to Pittsburgh for an AFC North divisional matchup game, where the Browns are 1-0, Steelers are 0-1, after losing by an atrocious score of, like, I don't even remember, 30-7 to seven or something. A lot to a little. It was <laughs> a lot to a little, with one touchdown scored. So, a couple of things going into this as a Steelers fan. Um, well, first of all, obviously it's a divisional game and there's obviously on our side of a streak going on with regular season home games, as I've mentioned multiple times. Um, they haven't, uh, Cleveland also has not won in Pittsburgh in 20 years for regular season home game. Obviously, you know, it's, you know, they did beat us in that AFC wild card game a couple years ago. So, but that was playoffs. It's different. Um, different streak going on here, but nonetheless, they haven't beaten us in the regular season at home. Now, am I banking on that for a win tonight? Absolutely not. <laughs> not at all what I'm trying to say. Yes, we might have a slight advantage over Cleveland, if that is the case. However, Cleveland did look like a pretty okay team last week against Cincinnati. Once again, I don't know how Cleveland's going to be, just because, once again, it was a 20-3 to win, and Joe Burrow's dealing with that injury. Joe Burrow struggles in Cleveland. We've talked about this multiple times before. Is Cleveland legit? I don't know. Is Pittsburgh legit? <sighs> Maybe without Matt Canada. So, <laughs> so, but, but hey, listen, if, if this was against the Ravens last week, I wouldn't be bringing up the Bengals. The only reason I'm bringing up the Bengals is because of last week. I know. So, it's just, I'm reliving the game. In my head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, nonetheless, I think it's going to be a good game. I, I do think – I, I want to have hope that Pittsburgh does win this game. I mean, it's Monday night football. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, tends to do really well when it is, like, a, more of a night game. I mean, there's a lot of different things that are going into this. I feel like Mike Tomlin's going to motivate the team. Now, do I think it's going to be a high-scoring game? Probably not. But the problem that I'm having right now is, first of all, Matt Canada – and Josh sent me this – has only had, like – I don't even remember how many, but he's had a very low amount of games where the offense has put up like 28 points. And it kind of stresses me out knowing this because Cam Hayward is out with an injury, which is a very pretty, pretty substantial part of our defense. Like granted, yes, we have some replacements for him and we still have Watt in there and stuff like that. But it does make you wonder because obviously like, you know, Cam Hayward's that veteran presence on the team and he's been a part of the team for multiple years now. And without him being there for, like, multiple, multiple weeks, you have to rely a lot on other guys and backups and whatnot. But we'll see how that goes. 
But if you're relying that heavily on the defense, you better hope that the defense shuts down Cleveland because if you don't, well, Cleveland's going to run amok. And honestly, in my opinion, I don't think it's a offense problem per se. I think it's the plays that are being called that are the reason for our downfall for the Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett is good. I think George Pickens is good. I think our offense is good. But I think the plays that we were running on second down and eight or second down and four are not working. In the San Francisco game, you can't run a jet sweep after you just completed a pass to George Pickens for six yards. Why the heck would you have Calvin Austin the third run a jet sweep? It just doesn't make sense. So, like, all I'm saying is I think the offensive playbook needs to be changed up a little bit, and it won't be because I know how Matt Canada works. It's not going to be changed for this week. But if Pittsburgh can get lucky and win this game, I, I, I would be very excited and very happy. I do think Pittsburgh's going to win, but it's going to be another boring Monday Night Football. I think it's going to be instead of 20-16, to 16, I think it's going to be 20-17. to 17, mm. with Pittsburgh picking up a last-second field goal and winning the game because I think it's just – happens to just you know monday night football pittsburgh's home against cleveland i feel like it just makes sense i i I don't know but we'll see what happens am i expecting pittsburgh to go over 28 points absolutely not i don't think you'll see an explosive steelers offense until matt canada is gone and then at that point if there's still no explosion on offenses well then we can evaluate kenny pick and all those other players but for now to tread lightly because we have some coaching issues at the moment but i want to say that pittsburgh has a chance but honestly as a pittsburgh fan i am not super confident going into this game. i am not super confident i and i can't believe i'm saying that against the browns but i am not that confident a little concerned definitely a little concerned going into this game i hope for the best but we'll we'll see what happens we'll yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, so we'll see what happens. I told you this yesterday. I I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to be rooting for the Steelers because the Browns annoyed me so much last week. And Browns fans uh, annoyed me so yeah. much last week. Like, I mean... Oh my yeah, gosh, I mean, Browns fans were still talking about it, the win yesterday. Like, I mean, they I won would, the freaking I mean, Super Bowl. I mean, granted, I would love to destroy Cleveland tonight, but if they go to is two it going to happen? I'll be sad. I mean, if they if the Browns go to two and zero, and the Bengals and the Steelers go to zero and two, what are we doing, no. man? Like that is. I don't know. I mean, all I'm gonna say is, I I have high hopes, but I don't want to get my expectations too high because I don't want to be disappointed. I'm... And. Knowing Matt Canada and just – I think everybody at this point, like in unison in Pittsburgh, has all come to the agreement that it's – I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, Kenny Pickett's trash, this player's trash, this player's defense, whatever. I think everybody in Pittsburgh has finally come to the consensus that it's Matt Canada. It's not anything else. If we have a different offensive coordinator, this might be going very differently. But I guess we'll wait and see. Maybe maybe Pittsburgh will come out surprised tonight with a Matt Canada offense, but we need we need uh, Joe Mexico in there, man. Like we we just need anybody else than Matt Canada. Get uh, John get John America in there. Get Joe Mexico. We we can't have Matt Canada. Is Deontay just Johnson playing? Uh, Deontay Johnson is also out. Anthony McFarland is also out with an injury today. So we are going to be relying on George Pickens, Calvin Austin the third, and Allen Robinson as our wide receivers. So we'll see how that goes. Not still playing with <laughs> Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren will probably get more reps than Anthony McFarland. But who knows? Maybe it'll be a breakout game for Mr. Pickens. Um, as for any other injuries, I think the two that I already mentioned are the two injuries of players that are not going to play. Deontay Johnson, Anthony McFarland, and obviously um, Cam Hayward is going to be getting his groin repaired and is on long-term injury. So, but we'll see what happens. I mean, Amari Cooper for Cleveland is also questionable. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I think that's the Steelers' best best hope right now is that Amari Cooper isn't yeah. able to play. I mean, I'm sure he probably expected to play. Let me let me check it real quick. They, let me they hadn't little, updated like, it. Yeah, uh, I just looked it up. You just looked it up. You yeah. you didn't hear anything. I didn't see an update. It doesn't say it doesn't say he he's expected to play or anything like that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, according to ESPN, okay, well, looks like no, it looks like, wait, where the heck? Interesting. All right. Um, 
thought at first somebody freaking dropped him in our league, but he didn't. He was not dropped. Who is listed is considered unlikely to play. Okay. Who is list- Cooper Groin, who is listed as questionable for Monday night's game against the Steelers, is questionable is considered unlikely to play per Adam Schefter of ESPN. So that might be our only hope. I'm gonna go. But I'm then gonna... that means that means Donovan Peoples Jones, baby. I'm going Steelers. <laughs> Donovan <laughs> Rolling Steelers. Um Yeah. But then at that point you guys are gonna have to step up a little bit. I, I know. I'm going I'm going it's not a good situation to be in either I, way, I, yeah, but yeah, I, know. I would rather the Steelers win than the Browns because we can beat you. We can't beat the Browns for some reason. Okay. I don't know I just, why. So, all right. So over time, please tell me, please explain this to me since I already gave my list of dislikement. Uh, what your AFC North teams, who do you, what, how would you rank your AFC North teams on most dislike to least dislike because obviously I I don't like any of the AFC North teams but like how would you rank every Usually it would be Steelers like are and away number 1 but the Browns annoyed me so much last week and Deshaun Watson annoyed me so much last week that they managed to surpass the Steelers oh. temporarily Now that will pr- that's going to switch back eventually but for now, it's Browns number one, Steelers number two. Ravens would normally be my number two because I grew up a Colts fan, and Colts and the Ravens don't like each other because of the Baltimore history there. So I was always taught to hate the Ravens. Now, the Ravens are like my number three most hated team, with the Bengals obviously being number four as they're my favorite team. The no. Steelers actually uh, – What's gonna here's here's what is gonna happen. If the Steelers don't win tonight, they'll go back to being number one. Okay. Well, there's a lot at stake here because <laughs> jo- we can't have the Steelers be Josh's most hated team. Well, wouldn't that just make you hate Cleveland more? No, I Cleveland is would stupid. A- but the Steelers have we have history. We have history. It's dirty. It's gross. And yeah, I've had well, stuff thrown I, I, I at me like- in Pittsburgh. Okay, well, I've never had anything thrown at me in Cleveland. I've only been to Cleveland once, though. <laughs> I, I I don't know much about Cleveland. I've I, I've never traveled to Cincinnati nor Baltimore for a game, but I have traveled to Cleveland for a Eagles Browns preseason game, and nobody chirped me. But I did go to Philly. Actually, one person did chirp me. Uh, he said, "Yeah, go Eagles," and I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "To hell," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and I was li- and that was literally it. <laughs> That was literally it. When I was in Philly as a Steelers fan for the Eagles-Steelers preseason game, and I was walking around with my friend who was an Eagles fan, I was getting chirped to no end. And that would have been my least favorite experience. I've had I've had drinks thrown at me in Pittsburgh. I've had food are thrown you, at are me. You, well, the problem is, is like, are you antagonizing these people? Are you no! antagonizing drunk Pittsburgh fans? Never! Because I feel like, I feel like this is <laughs> – very wild that like you're getting these drinks thrown at you just like it just be like one time somebody's just like somebody's like you you're a Bengals fan and it's chucks a beer at you i mean it could have you happen, met your I fans like, i don't like my fan base but also i've never been a non-steelers fan in a steeler stadium so i'm not looking you know to and be hated on because why the heck would i wear one time i went to a i went to a steelers Bengals game and there was a dude in a ravens jersey there for some reason and i asked him hey how are the Ravens doing? Because they were playing the Lions. They were not doing well at the time, and he told me to F off. And that's kind of like the embodiment of the Steelers fan base for me. They like, oh, but, he, but the, well, he was wearing a Ravens jersey. <laughs> what, 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 how does that have to do with it? I came in. I came in. But he was in a Steelers. He was in the Steelers stadium. And how do you I, know he's not just he's from, was, maybe he's from Baltimore. Maybe was, he lives in Pittsburgh and I he just wanted to see the AFC being game. so nice. I asked a genuine question. He might have thought you were a troll. You were in Bengals jersey. Then the Steelers fans around me are like, yeah, yeah, Bengals fan, you suck. 
And I was like, that's what every, that's what they do at every, and then I've got $14 beer thrown at me, which is a waste of good beer. So Steelers fans aren't only annoying, they waste beer, which is a sin. Okay. So that's, that's my answer to your question. And now we have reached the end of this episode. So thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone. Chuss already left. He's he's tired of it. So, yep, go do something nice for someone. And for both me and Chuss, goodbye.